cry Stand up on your feet now Lift your head up high Don't wait till tomorrow to lay down your sorrow Freedom is here today Wipe away those tears, child And put down your shame Oh, I see this is the Dadvocacy Podcast, and I'm Ryan Skaggs. And I'm Tristan King here with you. And that was uh, Zach Williams. Empty oh, Grave. That's a great song, man. Dude, that was actually awesome. It's the first time I've heard that, um, and we played it because it's Easter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Happy Good Friday. We're recording on a Friday, so happy Good Friday. Yep. Happy day, happy day. But that's, um, dude, that was smooth. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. Zach Williams, I heard him before. Love him. But that was, that's just got classic feel to it. It feels good. It's like got that uh, kind of that driving Southern rock, you know, undertones. And I don't know, a lot of his stuff is that way. And I've been really yeah. digging his music lately. No, I don't blame him that at all. That's uh, that was a great song. That's that's fantastic. So people look it up. Zach Williams, Empty Grave. Yeah, and uh, Happy Easter because all the good feels I put on our yeah Facebook page and everything with Good Friday and the reasons for why we celebrate it. I mean, there's obviously it's, there's good news even in the death. And the resurrection. That's the point, yeah. <laughs> so, Speaking of the Easter, yeah. um, North Idaho Life is doing some crazy, crazy stuff going on. Dude, yeah, those, uh, those Easter egg hunts are going mad right now. <laughs> That's, uh, holy smokes. Yeah, they're uh, giving away some serious prizes, too. And it's been cool. There's been people that, like follow the page that are like Michigan and California and mm-hmm. all over the place. They are donating. Like, so people that don't even live here are donating to the egg hunt. Seriously. Yeah. It's pretty That's rough. crazy talk. Yeah. And then uh, tomorrow night I'm uh, volunteering at Real Life. They got they got two Easter egg hunts, one daylight hunt at four, and then a nighttime hunt, flashlight hunt. <laughs> so for the kids at eight o'clock. So that'll be actually kind of cool. I'm pretty stoked to see. There are any uh, glow in the dark um, Easter eggs? Yeah. And Did they make those? Like, I don't know. I don't, I, they're doing something. And they have like, obviously, they have the lights in the fields. Um, yeah. But, uh, they're putting eggs on. I'm doing something. I volunteer. So like the so. Uh, the soccer fields in is that where it's like? Yeah. Okay. Under lights and then they flip the lights off and then you have flashlights. Is that fake grass? It's got to be it's, fake it's grass. It's field turf. Yeah. Okay. It's field turf. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's astroturf. Well, not old astroturf. You know when I drive by there, I always look. I'm like, man, that stuff is uh, always green. Primo. Yeah. Always <laughs> primo. And I'm like, what they're the, water bills. There's just no way. Oil. You know. <laughs> yeah. So. uh no, it's uh we're recording. Obviously, we haven't had an episode since uh Junior and Jay joined us last last time yeah. around. So, um we put it off a little bit. I mean, honestly, we we released what two episodes in like less than a week. Yeah, I think within 4 days we put out two and then we didn't yeah. put out anything for about 10 days. So, um it, it, we we're due. So It's not like we broke up or anything. We were just nah, we doing our thing, you know. Work. Dude, work <laughs> has had me slammed, so I haven't I'm not complaining too much cuz making money is, is nice and it pays the bills, but like, I killed it last month. Did you? Uh, I mean, like, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure I showed them why they hired me. Nice. Yeah. It boy. Was, <laughs> nice. No, I've been. It was insanity. Commercials running me ragged right now. Dude, it's, it's not easy, it is it? Pays, it pays well. But they're but, so complex because dude, there's yeah. a lot you have to write. I mean, yeah. they, and it really, the, the exposure, and sorry, guys, we're talking insurance here, but. The exposure on commercial. The advocacy insurance podcast. Yeah, but that exposure on commercial, you have to go like, okay, how many employees? What's the employee payroll? What's the uh, CEO payroll? What's what's the structure like? What's all the, and you're give like, me some so loss many runs. factors. Yeah. yeah, give me some loss runs, And there are so runs, many please. factors. And then some agents don't want to give you loss runs. People, yeah. that's called claims. Yeah, and because uh, they know if they're asking for, if their customer asks for a loss run, it means they're probably leaving. So yeah. 
It's just like when you call your agent and you ask, hey, can I get a full copy of my declarations page? <laughs> You're like, why? We know what's going on. It's yeah. no big deal. It's like, and, are you shopping? <laughs> and it's okay. It's actually, yeah. it's kind of a good thing to ask your agent every once in a while, at least to shop around and go, look, what can you find for me? If they're not captive. Yeah. If, I mean, so like for me, I can write Liberty and a bunch of other companies, right? Which yeah. is cool. Um, but like if, if you're captive, you're just, you're hosed, you're, you're yeah, stuck you're and like, your agent can't do anything for you. If you're with, uh, with uh, Drake from State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, the lizard. And, yeah. Anything like that. But obviously, yeah, being independent now too, it's been like, I picked up four more carriers this week. Nice. So obviously it makes more legwork behind the scenes, but it gives me more options. And so I'm mm-hmm. like. Well, I mean, that's the nice part about going independent is, yeah. is that you have those options and your clients get those options from you. And then, I mean, at renewals, you can look at it and go, man, you know what? I think they're a little too high. I'm going to yeah. shop it. And if they can't get beat, great. And if you can beat it, you switch them over. Or like you have a 16 or, a, you know, a 19 year old kid on your, uh, on your policy and decides to, uh, Hey, I'm going to buy a brand new car. And good Lord. <laughs> like, is this supposed to go from 200 a month to 366? How do people and, not understand you buy a brand new car? You're going to get screwed in insurance yeah. a little bit. I mean, and it's like, you know, it's going to go up, but I don't know it's going to go up 150 bucks. And you're like, people also, well, yeah, uh, this sorry. is just one, one tip. Always call your agent before you buy a car. I can look at any Give car, the VIN number and everything and go, look, this is what I'm thinking about buying and find out what the cost is before you get into that vehicle. Yeah. I mean, if you go on to any auto dealers webpage or even Facebook ads or Craigslist usually has the VIN number on there. Mm-hmm. All you need is that VIN. Give it to your insurance agent. Say, hey, can you run me a quote if I have this vehicle to my policy? Yep. And now, there you go. You get to run all your numbers before you get to go crunch just the actual financing yeah. numbers. There's, um, I had, I've had people call me a lot, you know, and, and go, hey, you know, I'm looking at this kind of vehicle. I'm like, all right, I'll try and pull a VIN and hope that VIN's a good one, right? Now, the issue is that if I pull a VIN number and it has less options and less good factory stuff, and you present me the fully loaded, amazing, like, what did you just buy yeah. vehicle? It's going to be a different price, even though it's the same year making model. I gave you GMC Yukon, but it wasn't the Yukon Denali yeah, yeah, XL. Like, you know, there's a difference. And that's that's the truth. So yeah. don't be upset at your agent. We don't set the rates. We just sell it because that's what we do. Right? And, and it's I always love, like, looking at comment sections when people post on Facebook. And it's like, hey, I'm getting this insurance, right? And... uh you know, some somebody's uncle goes, I'm paying four hundred dollars a month or four hundred dollars a year through so and so. You shouldn't be paying more than that for your house. And it's like, dude, you live like I mean, where do you live? Right? You, I mean, well, there's like, so many things that are tied to that, it's there's ridiculous. So many factors, yeah. yeah. I I'm part of the charger form, of course, right? Because yeah. I got a, I rep my car, so I, I didn't wreck it. I rep R E P, right? So I'm always on there and these people are always hopping on like, What are you guys paying for insurance? You know, what should I be paying? And I'm like, dude. You, you can't uh, even ask that question. What's your driving record? What's your credit history? What's your, I mean. What area are you in? I mean, it has right, been impacted by claims do, in the yeah, past What zip code years. do you live in? It's crazy. What's the claims history on your vehicle previously? Does it what's have any previous What's your insurance bureau score? Yeah. That's, I, mean, I mean, that's dude, a big one. What's how many times have you switched insurance companies in the last 15 years? Yeah. Because insurance companies know all of that. Yeah. It's just, so, it's crazy talking. So, so we just nerded out on insurance for yeah. all of like, um. A few minutes, a couple minutes, a couple minutes. Yeah. About four but minutes. So you're welcome. If you have questions, reach out to us on the advocacy page. We yeah. are licensed agents. I've been doing this for the past uh, 16 years, licensed in 48 States. Not anymore though, but I used to be. So I've done a lot of business. I'm licensed in five. Yeah. So, but, uh, I have like what, 15 companies now in the state of Idaho and it's totally th- cool, right? 14 in the state of Washington. So yeah, it's been pretty, yeah. pretty nice to, 
That's find some, find I'm some glad videos. you're doing good stuff. That's yeah. that always makes me feel good. See my friends do good. It's been a, it's been fun. It's been a headache, but it's been fun. Hey, um, another thing I found out today, I posted it on my Facebook page. Ryan, are your parents military at all? No. Okay, that's too bad. Um, I was looking at veteran stuff because I, you know, I'm a veteran, so I was yeah. like, I just kind of find it out, and I found out we have some really cool perks um, through USAA, right? So USAA, there's this thing called Active and Fit Direct, right? And it's a program um, that basically. $25 a month gets me 11,000 gems. What? No joke. So I was paying 50 something bucks at any time, 22 bucks at Planet Fitness that I never go to, right? I sign up for this thing. I walk into any time and I go, hey guys, I'm part of Active and Fit. And they're like, cool, what's your member number? They switch it over. They killed all of my billing. Now what? they bill them directly. No. 25 bucks. I walk into Planet Fitness and I go, dudes, I'm with this. And they're like, all right, cool. We'll switch it over. Brand new membership. Here you go. We're going to stop billing you now. I can walk into your gym, Ryan. And do the same thing as many gyms as I want. Liberty Lake Athletic Club, all day long if I feel like it. What? Freaking amazing. So if you, and then I was like, I got to sign all my Yeah, but now I'm after like, hey, I've missed the boat on boot camp. So now I can't do that. Exactly. So here's the thing though. Um, (laughs) I actually did this through Liberty Mutual. Yeah. No, they had because a program it's one of their too. perks. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's their it's part it's part of their perks rewards. I didn't know, and I've been with them for how long? I probably you, can you find me that website because I still have my login for it, and I know they didn't cut it, me off. The perks website. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll hook you up. Yeah. It's so amazing, dude. It's so amazing. I know. But you you, but you have to sign up through a, a different website, which is I was like, okay, so I can't just go to Active Direct and be like here. Yeah. You've got to go from the perks site over. And then USAA, if you are are if and if you guys are veterans, I mean, I know some of my veteran buddies listen. If you're veterans. And you're part of USAA, sign in, of course, go to USAA forward slash or USA.com forward slash fitness. It'll bring you right there. 25 bucks a month, 11,000 gyms. And it's not like you're going, hey, I want to go to a certain gym. It's you have the access. Obviously, I'm not going to complain because I didn't serve our country. So I can't be like, oh, that's not fair. (laughs) It's incredible that a lot of companies offer this. Yeah. And nobody knows. So if if you guys, I mean, go to your company website. Perks at work. See if there's any perk. Yeah. Yeah, And perks at work is what for us. But yeah. It could be part of your health insurance also because some health insurance companies offer it. Yeah. Although, Dude, 25 bucks a month. You know what I had today? What's that? My first Safeco spin. Nice. That's so funny. <laughs> Independent oh side, gosh. right? Everybody's like always brags about it. You know how much money Safeco I want? spin. You know what I want? 25 bucks? Nah. <laughs> What'd you get? $10. You got the big one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool though. That Safeco yeah. spin's kind of awesome. You're like, oh, I've sold it for Safeco. We have some free spins, baby. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's... Things that we get on the insurance side, like our perks behind the scenes are kind of ridiculous. Ryan, I uh, I turned the patio lights on. Can you see them? I saw them driving up the road. Yeah, so, because uh, I've been doing a lot of cooking, I set up my patio again for the good stuff, but there's like a giant bug flying around out there that I saw a second ago, and yeah. does that mean we're officially in spring? I think I saw a bee today. Oh my gosh. Well, you know the big thing hanging over in the corner? Yeah. That's a giant, like, million-watt bug zapper of doom, and I love it. Dude, I got a four-pack of mini bug zappers. Nice. Um, I can't remember where did I get them, but they're awesome. Like, they charge via USB cable mm-hmm. in your car, but they're awesome. Like, you can hang them up everywhere, and you go out, like, in tailgate or if you go camping or whatever. Does it work? Yeah, they're not bad. So I've got a weird one behind my TV. Um, you can't see it, but it's hanging there because I was like, you know, if I get little if, – if I see any kind of flies in my house, I'm like, that's – I'm not that guy. I can't do it. Yeah. But I love sitting I out flies. at night and watching just the fiery doom happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah, you get the... All right, yeah. When they Anyways, catch flames, oh yeah. my gosh. No, I'm so, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> it's 
It's spring. Hey, it's happening. Yeah, so. we're uh, we're all giddy about it because I went hiking this week and with my kid and nice. had a blast and went to the park today. But. So, Ryan, do you have any pet peeves? And I'll let you think about it because um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say some of mine. Um, oh yeah, I've got pet peeves. So oh, yeah. <laughs> this do I first? Have pet okay, peeves? I'll get a couple first. Go I'm, I'm gonna go with two. Okay, here's two at least. Shotgun blast. I Hit hate me. when I email somebody and they write my name wrong. Yes. It's in my freaking, e- especially at work. <laughs> it's in it's my in email my freaking signature. Email. If you can't figure out from my email signature how to spell my name, come on. I go out of my way to make sure it's exactly right for you. Yeah. Or like when they write your name and it's completely and totally like not even close incorrect. How does it come? I yeah. mean, seriously, dude, it just drives me bonkers. And you know, it just bothers me because it's not hard. Yeah. You just got to look at it. So no, that one. Yeah. That mm. one I get because my last name is easy to misspell by misplacing the C you put with a K. K. Yeah. Or like they'll add an R mm-hmm. and it's like, no, that's not close either. But all you've got to do is look <laughs> at your signature line. And usually your email address is first name dot last name at whatever. Yeah. Right. Every time. So or if you first can, initial last name, at yeah. whatever. Yeah. But always we have signatures. You just yep. got to look at it and go, Oh, there's your name. It even says it, right. it at the top of the email when you get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's... Hell, if, if people just want to copy and paste <laughs> my signature back to me and then put a comma after it and start writing, I'm okay with that. Hi, Tristan King. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, I mean, just get it done. So, yeah. okay. So there's that. And then I really hate, I loathe actually, I don't hate anything truly, but I loathe when someone only listens to or reads half of something and then comments on that half only. <laughs> right. So I can make this grand statement and people will catch half of it that doesn't matter and doesn't relate to my point and make a comment about it. And I'm like, dude, you missed the whole thing. Freaking focus, yeah. read all of it or listen to my entire statement, extrapolate from that and go from there. I take like the petty route on those two. Sometimes I'm like, try again. <laughs> That's nice. That's awesome. And so I, I kind of bring that up because it's all about giving full attention. It's about being present, right? Yeah. Um, in this cell phone world, and I, this is going to be a little tangent-ish, but it's going to be relevant. No, we're good. Um, in the cell phone world, you know, like all these kids out there are depressed nowadays, right? Yep. All of them. A lot of parents are also. And it's because we are so consumed with reading half or not being fully present when you're around other people I mean, like how often, how often do you guys actually catch yourself staring at your phone while hanging out with your buddies? I'd say, uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. And, and you're not catching it at all. And, and so you're really, you're there feeling alone because you've trapped yourself in your cell phone world. Right. And you're not fully present. Like when I watch a movie with people, my phone's done, dude, it's down. I don't care. I want to be fully present in that movie. One, because I'm a crier. Don't tell anybody. Really, you are? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, there may be an episode out there. I think we might have touched on that. Yeah, it's know. weird. Does that exist? Let's not let's not rehash that. You know, <laughs> let's peel back, peel back some layers right now. Yeah, we'll, invite, we'll get my mom over here and have her uh, have her talk about history, right? Mama! Yeah, but seriously, we need a mom meatloaf button. Oh, I know, totally. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I think we need a meatloaf button. Ma, where's the meatloaf? No, if there was a meatloaf button, it would be like I'd do anything for love, but oh. I can't do that. <laughs> That meatloaf. I'm sorry, I'm old. But no, seriously, like I want people to be present, right? So in in the absence of us being lost in our cell phones, we feel more alone nowadays because we're not focused on actually making a true connection. We can be in the presence of other people and be completely and totally disconnected. Yeah, completely. And then and the funny part is like, I mean, you can go and be like, you know what, I I like my my personal time with my phone, right? And if you're thinking that cool, 
But the entire time, you're actually screwing with your dopamine because all you're doing is scrolling and scrolling and Dude, scrolling. Did you hear about And it's never enough. So that brings up this, and it's totally on point with it. But nice. this last week, there was a Instagram influencer. She had like three and a half million followers or something like that. Did she show her butt all the time? I don't know, but she committed suicide. Seriously? Yeah. I take it all back. I really apologize now that I feel bad. Yeah, but no, I mean... I mean, I didn't know her, but I still No, I mean, that but like, I mean, it's just like, it's amazing. Like, you can have all of this fake friendship, right? And that's, I mean, it's, it's superficial. People pay attention to me and I'm so important. And yet you are still so completely and totally lonely that you have to take that that route. Dude, so I, I saved this... Um, just so I could talk to my kids about this stuff. Right. Cause I really, I'm always in their business. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a completely present father. Right. Um, but I was scrolling through the TikTok, doing my tick. Oh my gosh. I just brought this. Look at that face. Everybody. This is like a, like a sleeping boxer. Boxer. You look at Frenchie. It's a Frenchie. That's a French. Right. But I, I went and I saw this guy, um, I'm going to pause it real fast. And so we're going to play this real fast here. Also, I'm going to turn the level up real fast here. Get that up right there. there. Get that up there. Yeah, we got this. I kind of moved. If you guys don't know, you've never seen the, the recording studio we have here, but um, cool enough. We, we have like really cool stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, I was there. There was this TikTok, and it says, what is it truly like to be a man in today's society? So I'm going to play this real fast. And this is this guy's open and honest opinion. And I, I played this for my son because, you know, my son's 15. Dylan, right? Yeah. 13 through 15, we all feel, we go through that phase where it feels like it's just us, you know? And we don't know why. We kind of feel lonely. Even if we have tons of friends, it's tough. And it's even tougher nowadays for these kids because they're not out being active with their friends. They're always attached to their phones. They don't know how to be present. Yeah. Right. But I wanted Dylan to feel this and understand it. So I'm just going to play real fast. Um, and this is by, um, at JSAD or JS adventuring on TikTok. If you want to follow him, he's just a random guy. He's got like 26,000 followers because of this, this post alone, 400 or 42,900 likes. And I think there was over 200,000 people that watched it. Hmm. Here you go. Just slightly less viewership. Truly than like to be a man yeah. in today's society. What are the difficulties in relationship in being a man in today's society, in my experience, is giving and giving and giving and giving and ignoring what I want and need to give to those around me. I know that I am terrified of intimacy. I'm terrified of getting falsely accused. I am scared to death of trying to meet new people. I don't like people being around me. I don't like being vulnerable when I'm vulnerable Whoa. and I give you that power that is scary. And I can't express that because I feel that you'll respect me less. I can't talk about what's going on. I cannot tell you why I am hurt because it becomes about them and not about me. And I end up turning to strangers on the internet who seem to care more about whether or not I'm on this side of the grass than the people who tell me time and time again, if something's wrong, just phone. What is it? Boom. Dude, I don't know. I, I hope every <laughs> oh, single male on man. here feels that because how Dude, I see you see that. I mean, obviously you miss it via audio, but if you watch that video and just see like the yeah. actual, like I watched an it. escape of like, just I, I watched it like four or five times. Wow. You know, what's crazy though. And I, I hate saying this. It's that 
there are there are women that will see see that and go, "What a pussy!" I can't believe you would say something like that, right? And then I I found this other one that I like. And I'll play it real fast, also, because you know, if, if I we're going to be hitting, I'm, we're going to hit you hard with these things because yeah. I want people to know that you are not alone. All right, yeah, you're not alone. And I mean, like when I watched that guy, I was dude, I was feeling that big time because really, it's tough. This next one. Is even rougher. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Do you really want to know why 80% of divorces are filed by women? Because it's not adultery and it's not abuse. We know that adultery occurs at virtually identical rates in marriages, and we know abuse occurs at virtually identical rates. In fact, if anything, abuse against men by their wives is far, far underreported. So if there's not a disproportionate amount of abuse or cheating, why is there a disproportionate amount of women filing for divorce? Do you know what the number one factor predicting divorce is? Do you know what the number one factor uh, or life event immediately preceding a divorce is? The husband losing his job, losing his business, or experiencing a major mental health crisis such as severe depression. Come on, brother. You see, because men love women for who they are, and women love men for what they can provide. You see, women aren't interested in your struggles and are not interested in helping you through your struggles. They wait at the finish line and pick the winners. Oh, the my one gosh. right women always reserve is the right to change their mind, often changing the horse they're betting it? on mid-race. So only women. I got to preface this because, well, uh, we, we first. Holy cow. I know. And I, after it's over, I'm going to say, look, this is not all women, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. There are some truly amazing amazing he's women out some, there he's spitting some fire though but because there is some absolute truth a, behind that oh 100 especially as a single guy in society today and i'm not saying all oh, women are that way but the ones that we encounter like the ones that actually have the gall to come out and talk to you like in pursuit of a relationship usually the ones that are more reserved um and i have some great women that are like you know very supportive behind the scenes like you know they're awesome people and and it, but the ones when you start pursuing like a relationship, that's what I run into. And yeah. what the crap? I mean, it's enough to where you're just like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's amazing to think that look, TikToks, they're spitting fire, right? Like, holy smokes. I love the fact that we have these platforms now where people can speak out and speak confident truth. Do you and think I mean, 10 years ago, somebody would have the balls to come out with that? You know, I think that, yes, I think that they would. I think it takes more balls now to say that as a man in oh, a society where men oof, are, de- are, are yeah. were demonized, right? So he's and, a chauvinist pig, and how dare him say yeah. something like that? But again, the reality is that, and he's he's those are facts. Yeah, like let, let's be real; those are those are absolute Dude, facts. Just just same type of facts as that, and probably would. Well, I know that they have based on comments we've gotten previously mm-hmm. um, turned some women off because of it's like, dude, I'm sorry, the truth hurts, like. Yeah. 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 I mean, but keep playing that. That's, I mean, there, there's barely anything left, but I mean, here's, here's the thing is that somebody actually commented on to him. And this is why he said this. It says saying that the majority of divorces are started by women without attempting to decipher why abuse, adultery, et cetera, et cetera, is absolutely ignorant and misleading. And this is him edifying reality. Here's the truth. Here's what happens. And it's called, and if you've been through divorce, Irreconcilable different irreconcilable differences. Yes. That's what they classify. Not adultery. And you know what? Adultery happens, and guess what the judge still calls it? Irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because in Idaho there's still a code that if it's adultery, actually it's against the law still. Well, you know, I mean like, adultery goes many, both ways though. Yeah. Right? And so women if let me if the divorce happens, right? 
and the husband didn't cheat, and these things happen, oftentimes the women or the woman will cheat yep. in that situation in the end, right? Instead of trying to reach and help and do whatever. Now, again, not all women. There are amazing, amazing women out there, but there are also this kind of women. And that's just the reality. But man, it just... Can you play that again? You want to play it again? Yeah. Children and dogs are loved unconditionally. That's why they file 80% of divorces. Here you go. Do you really want to know why 80% of divorces are filed by women? Because it's not adultery and it's not abuse. We know that adultery occurs at virtually identical rates in marriages, and we know abuse occurs at virtually identical rates. In fact, if anything, abuse against men by their wives is far, far underreported. I'm going to pause It's becoming more reported lately. There are actually statistics have shown men are actually starting to report um, spousal abuse. Yeah. Men are standing up now Yeah, where we're, I, I think that it's come to the point where we are tired of people not caring. And, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's really, yeah. I mean, like really we, we're always having to be the strongest person in the room, right? When are we, when are you not that person? It's like the, you know, if you have like a list of, of things that are going wrong in the house and like the need to be fixed. You know, we're just one of the ones that gets pushed off to the side because, you know, we're just going to knock off the easy ones first. Mm -hmm. Do you ever really get to that problem? No. You know, no. Like you just keep dealing with it. You find a way around it. And it just, I mean, I I think the first guy just really on point, if he was in a relationship and and he just let loose and let all that out, how do you think she would react? I would have been made fun of. Yeah. And a lot of us would. And there are women online, man. I see so many freaking posts of these women online where a guy opens up and she just tears him down. And you think, I mean, you know, I mean, we're, we were, we started this podcast because we want to be open and honest about being men, about being fathers, about how the good that we bring also, because yeah. we are super underrated. Well, we've right? got some serious value and yeah. we're, we're stuck in a society that is steadily trying to rip that away. Yeah, and, and because say of this, that this weird male patriarchy that rules everything, when really, truly, how many men do you know grovel to their to their ladies? I gotta find this picture. I'll show you. Keep okay. talking though. You're good. But yeah, but but and and people think about this. How many people do that, right? So me and my relationship, dude. I I'm so freaking weird. I like to have fun, right? So I I like to call the girl I'm with, woman. Come here, woman. Right, <laughs> and I do it in a really kind of overbearing, stupid way. But that's me. That's one of my love languages. I like to have fun and play around, right? And I'll say all sorts of dumb crap, and that's just who I am. I'm buying that shirt. That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you sent me that. But it's all in fun and play, right? Now, there are men that truly are bad and toxic, right? That's not the majority of men, though. No. And that's not the son you're raising. That's not the the guy dating your daughter all the time, right? And it comes into also the, you know, some maybe the it's... I'm not going to defend toxic guys. Don't get me wrong. Because we, no, we, we definitely call out the bad characters. There comes a time, though, where the it may not be intention. It may be more delivery, if that makes sense. I can see that totally. Like, the guy just comes off like he comes off a certain way. But maybe it's just not his intent of his words. It's in how he comes across. And that's just addiction or training or not, just sucking and communicating. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with her, with one of my best friends that, you know, she was, she was talking about something with her, with her boyfriend and yeah. And I'm not trying to tear apart relationships. Don't take it that Go way. Ahead. Cause I know some people say that. Um, 
And I was like, you know, she said something negative, like if something happened and they were, she, he randomly in the middle of the night, like told her something really deep and asked some like really deep questions. And she's like, I'm kind of weirded out by it. I'm like, well, maybe, I mean, how about giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's got the security to ask you those things at that time of night? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's a question. If, if he goes, would you put it in my butt? Then, then be weirded out. It's okay. Yeah. It's, oh, this was like family stuff. This is the like, second knuckle. Yeah. That's okay, Gosh, though. Dang it, dude. Grieve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, as we opened, we opened the freaking Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Should I edit that? No. no. We're going to leave it. I gotta, God, Wait, God let loves it me. He, let he it made sit. my personality. <laughs> We're all sinners. He still died for that joke, too. Um, he knew I was going to do it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, no. seriously, yeah. So, it's it's interesting, right? I mean, why do people? I don't even understand. You know, and it it comes down to, uh, you know, we're gonna have my we'll have my sister on. Um, she's gonna be visiting. Oh, um, sweet Thursday through whatever. Cool. So we'll have her on for an episode, and we we can ask her because she's gonna be open and honest. Yeah. And I love the fact that we I did we have great family. I love my family, and she will be absolutely open and honest to whatever questions we want to ask her. So I think it'll be fun. You know, it's. And I think this, it ties in, we're tying into actually what our topic of the episode is going to be. Oh, I do I agree. Um, yeah. And it, because we talk about pet peeves and then it, t- it ties into, you know, discontent and, you know, you start to pick on those things and you start to put the magnifying glass on them. And it's almost like you sit there with one problem and you look at it with like the, the four-year-old kid with the magnifying glass on the anthill. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, which one can I light on today? Like, which well, one can I burn true, into so- today? And if you're not open and ready for a man to be open with you, don't even be in a relationship. And I'm going to be honest about that. I mean, I hate saying it, but the reality is is that you expect him to protect you and to hold you and to carry you when you need it. You better expect to give him the same thing. You know, and it comes down, and I posted actually on our Facebook page in a meme where it was like, it had something to do with like a woman, you know, don't date a guy unless he's willing to give you a cell phone type of thing. And I'm like, just quit it already. Like, how about we both be secure enough people in who we are that one, the woman trusts her man enough that she's worked through her trust issues and everything else enough. So she's going to trust her guy. And he's, and one, that guy is a man enough of character to not give her a reasonable doubt to be suspicious of those things. Well, let's start. It goes both ways. Yeah. How many women are doing some shady business on the back end? Um, did you know? And check it in the man's phone because she's doing the shady business. Um, did you know right now in statistics have shown okay. that this is interesting. Um, guess who actually COVID I think had a lot to do with this. It Look is more. almost 50-50 split totally. Women used to That's accuse amazing. men of like being the one in DMs, sliding mm-hmm. in DMs and talking while married. Dude, no, it is 50-50 split. Women are doing it just as much as men. And I think certain aspects, maybe more. Wow. And and I saw that and I was like, holy crap, man. Like, so, so the reality is the whole point is trust each other. Yeah. Have trust. Put that faith in somebody. Yes, you might have been hurt. Break through that pain. And, and remember we talked about forgiveness. When you're feeling that moment where, hey, I don't trust him. I want to check check yourself and say, I trust him. Well, and that's where the, I communi- believe him. that's where the communication comes in because yeah. you've got to be able to 
step up into a role with that person. Like, you know that they've been through that. So I'm not going to put the person I'm seeing in a position to where like, if they've been cheated on, I'm not going to put myself in the position where I'm one-on-one with another woman, like say on a business trip and give her reasonable doubt for like her to think things are going on. Yeah. So I'm going to, we're going to, I'm not going to pause us yet. We've already listened to that guy before. Do we listen to him? They can play it again if they want to. But um, before we get truly, before we really dig into the episode, um, Satan shoes, Satan shoes. I'm so glad that that turned out to be like privately designed. Yeah. And okay. Now so, Nike is suing him. I'm so glad to hear that. And, and isn't, uh, I wanted to bring it up cause I know a lot of people are thinking, Oh, Nike did this. It wasn't Nike. Everybody. It was Lil Nas X, whatever his name is. Old town road tool not, bag. And so not the real yeah. Nas. Remember Nas from back in the day? <laughs> not wasn't NAS, him. Nostradamus, you know, all that. Holy smokes. Hey, there's that- our alarm. Does that really come through? That's not supposed to happen, guys. <laughs> Apparently, we're. <laughs> that was awesome. That though. was a reminder for us to take a commercial break. <laughs> hey, that's. Anytime you hear the thing freak out, it's commercial break time, I guess. Now. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. So I think we need a better alarm, though. <laughs> <laughs> Something so much cooler. But anyway, yeah. So Nike was not part of that. It's not a thing. Um, but here's the thing. Nike didn't put the kibosh on it for a little bit because that's free advertising also. They let it sit. So, yeah. I mean, I really don't blame them. They probably had to get guys behind the scenes to do whatever they needed well, to do. Well, they also, also had, yeah, and the, but I don't know if you saw too that there were some of their bigger, well-known um, athletes that they sponsor mm-hmm. that were like, this is going to cost me my contract if this is true. Yeah. And the crazy part, bring back the Betty Ross freaking or the Betsy Ross shoes yeah. with the flag in the back. Let's stop Those being petty. Yeah. They were dope, dude. I, I was like, Oh, there's a bomb. So yeah. anyway, we're going to pause for a couple seconds here for our commercial break. It is. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. We'll be right back. All right. That's long enough. <laughs> <That'll work. laughs> I hate commercial breaks. That'll These do, are awful. That'll do. Yeah, we got this <laughs> anyway. So everybody, yeah. So we're going to dig in now. Um, we've talked about pet peeves. We've talked about, what we don't like, the big piece again is about being fully present, right? And when we're talking about, I'm going to, we're going to do it both ways, right? And I think we're going to talk about creating uh, resentment, being discontent in your relationship, but it goes two ways with the children and with your spouse, right? Yeah. So, and I think if, blended families, the, if the children are involved as much as the spouse. So, yeah. Yeah. I and mean, and that, I mean, that's a big one. So here's, we really, we have to be more present with our children nowadays, of course, we have to be. I know that. Well, there's just more going on. I mean, it's not keeping tabs, is, yeah. but like you're making sure that they're okay. I be mean, involved. Yeah. Right. And that's not a bad thing. And if you're a step parent, be involved. Don't turn away from those hard conversations because you don't want to handle it because maybe it's not, not in you, but be there to listen. Yeah. If anything, because we need that. You know, and it's like, I mean, I've got a few friends that have had, you know, their stepdad was like their dad. Yeah. I mean, that's me, right? Yeah. And it was like, well, I mean, freaking cool. Like to have that conversation, like, well, what did he do? I mean, like, did he, was it just because he was there or was it because like he actually had an input in your life? And she was like, well, you know, sometimes it was like, I'm going through my teenage drama and he was there to just give me a hug. He didn't have to fix it. It was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm emotional because hormones suck and everything else. And teenage problems are different than adult problems. And I wasn't expecting him to like, Saved me from all of them, but he was there to at least comfort me through them. And and that's really all it takes. Yeah. It doesn't take much. I mean, hug them, listen to them. If they want advice, 
talk back. Don't belittle them because they haven't lived through what you have yet. Or belittle their situation even. I mean, like, I think it goes, you know, and then two remember, different layers to that. This, this applies to spouses too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything we're saying now applies to both because if your spouse comes to you and they've never lived through a situation you have and they've got questions and you belittle them, so what? Why? Everybody's experience is different. You have to accept that and, and press through it and go, okay, you know, let's talk through. Let them have that experience. Well, and try not to take certain things that like they're feeling personally. I mean, like we've talked about that in previous episodes mm-hmm. too. And, you know, it's like we run into the issue. We have a tendency to get defensive when it's like, it may look like we're not doing something. They may just be voicing something that's been bugging them. Yep. And it doesn't mean it's necessarily anything you're doing continually. It's just something that like, Hey, this is, this is a thing. Can we address it? And, or at least just make it known because maybe it makes things better. If you like take a look and you're like, wow, okay, maybe I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. And you know, maybe you don't even have to apologize and be like, you know what? I'm going to work on that. Like, can you hold me accountable to help you with that? Or that's a you- tough one. That, that's, I mean, that, that's a great statement, but that's a tough one. But that's what a partnership is, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be married and committed to somebody and you say vows, like, dude, you're a team now. And, mm-hmm. you know, the term equally yoked, right? That's what it is. Is that like, if one person is, is like, you look at two, tying two oxen together. And I hate using that term because we're like, what are you doing? Call me a cow. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. In the <laughs> sense, yes. If I the am. dress fits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm calling myself <laughs> one too, I guess, right? Um, but if you're equally tied, like, you know, when you, when you bind oxen together, right. when you yoke them together, I mean, it's a piece of wood going around the neck from one to the, around the neck of the other. And it's pulling that other one forward, but it's sharing the load. It's sharing the burden. And the point is to make them share the burden. If you had a deer next to an ox, the ox would carry the load. Yes. It, you wouldn't get as much done. And that was the point of that collar. Yeah. And, you know, and so like, but each person has their things that they specialize in too. And so where you they might excel in one thing where maybe it's like child rearing or finances or whatever. There may be other things that you excel in, but you can help each other out in that sense and lift each other in that position. And that's what, I mean, that's what a partnership is. It's a, it's a stinking team. If everybody on the same team, like the quarterback thought he was better than the offensive line and had more role, and the offensive line thought that they were better than the running back, and so they could only slough. I mean, to take the sports analogy, how much dysfunction that's going to be there? How much success is that team going to find? No, I totally agree. Have you, you said child rearing. Yeah. And since I'm, I'm kind of a country boy, anytime you say rearing, all I think about is a horse rearing up. And I'm like, I see kids doing it. My brain, I go somewhere else with it. Because, you know, child child's rearing. rearing like a horse would. Okay. It's funny to me. I'm retarded. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just who I am. I can't help it. Anyway, so. Not the boy. <laughs> sorry. Can't help it. Um, That's all right. But no, it's true. Yeah. So we got to remember to do that. And, and as parents, um, single dads also, if you struggle with something, ask your kids to help you. Ask yeah. them to hold you accountable. Do you know how good they feel when you do that? Well, they, oh, have, they, they light no, up. They have buy-in now. Mm-hmm. Now they have a role. You've given your kids like an opportunity. One, it's accountability. I mean, accountability is great for kids no matter what. Oh, yeah. But two, like now they're invested. Like, oh, I've got my my job. I have a job now. Yep. And they love it, dude. They love it. They yeah. love going, oh, you you respect me enough to ask me to hold you accountable for something? Well, it can start early, too. Hey, can you remind dad when we're about to leave to, like, grab your keys? Yeah. And, that's, like, and, and that's that's golden. Dad, grab your keys. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. buddy. All right, let's go. It's golden. Yeah. So always, <laughs> always tell your kids you love them, right? I mean, always. And that goes to your spouse, too. 
you can't say it enough. Well, and it goes to, you know, taking that love and then going to the next one where I always lived by it. And I tried to when I was married, but I mean, it's tough at times. It's like never go to bed angry. Oh, that's totally tough to do because sometimes you can. Yeah. But I think that instead of, so that that's, Truly is a challenge, right? I think we all, we all more, it more. I think the more accurate route to that one would be, and I don't want to say like, "Hey, I'm, here's my opinion of the Bible." Um, well, tell me your the opinion. more interpret interpretation I would take is like, don't go to bed unforgiving. Yeah. Well, and don't go to bed without that kind of. I mean, talking about it at least, if anything, you guys might not resolve the issue, but at least. You're, Try and settle it a little. Well, and I think you look at it too. It's like, why, why is it bad to go to bed angry? You're giving that anger more time to sit. And you're going to fester in it all night anyway. Well, that too, but you're just giving it more, you're giving it more time to space. And so like, you're actually investing in the distance you've put between you and your spouse then investing of, I'm going to get over this anger real quickly. And I'm going to try to close that gap. I can still be mad at them. Like I can still be upset with what happened, but I'm yeah. not going to like, go to bed without saying that I forgive them. I'm not going to go to bed without like them thinking that I'm going to walk out the door tomorrow morning. And if they build that pillow barrier, you better sneak your foot on over and make sure your little toes are touching or something, anything. Make sure that contact's there. Build that. Then, you know, (laughs) and you're right. But literally (laughs) like there's the physical sense, but also the emotional distance. You have to be able to close that gap. And Well, we know that physically, the more contact you have with somebody – the more emotionally build that bond. It's parents that weird so, how that happens, isn't it? Right? It is crazy. So I mean, we all know yeah. that if you don't touch a baby while it's during during the first minute, it'll die. But that's the same thing that happens to your relationship. Yeah. If you don't have physical closeness, right? Why do you think not just sexual? Your relationship will dissipate, and that's why people that are that work constantly, right? That are maybe corporate CEOs, husband and wife, when they spend so much time apart, they tend to end up cheating. And I think it has a lot to do. I mean, like even just you look at why is a child so close to the mom? Because mm-hmm. the mom's physically always holding him. Well, it doesn't get any closer to the way you have a boob in your mouth. That mom is providing life for you. That You're right. I mean, it's like, dude, yeah. I mean, that's why the connections there. It's like, and so that's why when I was. <clears throat> when so I had Ryan's saying young, to everybody, like, get dad, a boob in your mouth. Dad, dad, put your boob in the kid's mouth. No, it's not, not no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just put a boob in your mouth. That's going to be the episode title. <laughs> we, yes. So, husbands, when your wife, when you're mad at your wife, or wives, when you're mad at your husbands, suckle. <laughs> Is that the wrong word? <laughs> Just put a boob in their mouth. <laughs> Just suckle. And if you do it Problem right. Problem solved right there. Everybody will just have a boob in their mouth and freaking chill out. Yeah. <laughs> it's relaxing. It's no big deal. And if you do it right, make sure you need, like cats need at oh the same time, gosh. golden. I guarantee your relationship will blossom. <laughs> or something else will. But it'll definitely blossom. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> Dude. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, um, Which is... So, you know, it, it goes to, and I'll uh, kind of take it to the next step of like discontentment, right? Where we start to Please. see things maybe in other relationships or in social media, you see things of, man, this is what so-and-so is doing and so-and-so is doing. And I'm, you know, I'm just not happy and I'm not, and I, I want that too. And I want, we all right over there? Oh yeah, we're golden. Don't worry about it. I got this. Okay. Um <laughs> 
trying to figure out what happened, but we're, we're doing, we stuff. lost our screen. Um, but you know, we looking at like the Joneses, right? Start looking at the other side and dude, what is going on with the computer right now? We're still recording. So we're all right. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to focus over there. Apparently it didn't like the suckling. <laughs> Shut you down. It totally did too. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we start to look at people around us and like starting to just draw comparisons and nothing is like a quicker kiss of death than going on social media and start comparing your relationship to what you see other people are doing on social media. Because you know what social media is great at? Lying to you all day long. Being superficial is all get out. Yeah. yeah. And everything you see is the best of everyone. How many people do you know that throw like their freaking worst moments on social media? I mean, granted, they're the drama people. That but you know, it very yeah. rarely happens I mean, anyway. Very rarely. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's put it this way. How many people throw their vulnerabilities on social media? How about this? How many people throw their kids' <clears throat> crap on social media? I see it a lot. I, I mean, I hate seeing people post about all the bad their kids are doing. And their kids are like their friends. Yeah. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop doing that crap. Yeah. Um, also, don't ever call your child your stepchild. This is your child now. Oof. Right? You can say, hey, you know what? It's not my child. You might birth. as well just tell that kid that like, I mean, you don't matter. Yeah, no, it's not that. You're different than the other kids in the house. Sorry. Like that. And so, and, and social media kind of brings us to this next piece. Man, does romance change as you age, right? As a kid, as a little teenager, you're just doing all these cute little things. It's always fun, right? You get like little bit of the crush across the, candy the room. Bar. You kind of make eye contact, get the warm and fuzzies. Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. But in social media, all we see are these huge opulent things. Oh, I took my wife because she deserved it. I took her to Mexico last week. Hey, let me fly you to Hawaii. I know I cheated on you last week, but we're going. Dude. Hey, um, there's the big one. Hey, I know I cheated on you like seven times, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and buy you Botox and fake boobies and plastic surgery so you can feel pretty. And now so we're I'll engaged. Be less, I'll be less tempted to cheat on you if you look prettier. And now we're engaged. Oh, frick. No, and now still we're married. engaged. Or they're married. Right? And they're, but, yeah. But that's it. So, so is romance, Ryan, do you think it's changing or do you think the fact that we're seeing so much social media and we're being so influenced by pop everything, pop culture, that people expect more lavish in their life and not what romance truly is, yeah. which is the little things. You know, it's like where you say like the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. The grass is greener where you water it. Yeah. Sometimes it's greener on the other side of the fence because it's over the septic tank. Well, most people now don't like grass. They get fake grass. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Yeah. Hey, there's an analogy for you. What you're seeing on social media, sometimes fake grass. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Like it's, it, so it, it does change. Cause like, I think, but it can be different, but I think it's like, we talked about earlier was like the endearment factor of it. Like the things that may drive you crazy about somebody also has the endearing characteristics that you actually like, Makes you love them more. Yeah. Like, or it could cause something like there will come a time and day where you miss that. Like, you know, if you're, you know, when I was married, like, you know, the makeup's all over the bathroom counter and all that stuff or whatever. Like, I mean, like sometimes women's bathrooms get to be born of a disaster, right? Yep. There will come a time. Maybe she's not there and like, maybe she passes on or whatever, or whether it's your kid's toys, like you're always sick of picking them up and everything. And there will come a day where you stop having to pick them up because they're not there. And those kids move out and you miss the mess. 
and you then missed you're like, the man, the mess. That was I missed that, right? Oh, did you notice the new plushie we have? Yeah, the, the bull. Appa. The bull. That's Appa from uh the Avatar the Last Airbender. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um he's a good headrest, so I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> so my bad. Squirrel. That's what happened. <laughs> so <laughs> Ephesians four twenty four, and I know that usually you're the guy that brings up the biblical misms. Yeah. But I'm gonna bring up one right now, a biblical mism. If you guys can use that if you want. Um, it says, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Let's see, a new living translation. So that doesn't mean we're perfect, right? It means that we do our best because no matter how hard we try, truly, we're always going to be sinners and we're never going to be perfect, right? And that that line is more about effort than outcome. Yeah. Much like our relationships, right? You need to put your effort into it. It's 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 putting your new effort into something to make sure it's working um, quoting Ryan, I love this. He always says, you know, God knows your heart, right? That's junior. If you're listening, I know you feel that because God knows your heart, yeah. your heart. And that's true. Right. But I kind of busted that out on him too. Cause he's like, man, I feel bad. Like I'm swearing to my, I know kids. it's God so funny heart, though, man, to get over it. You're all but right. We, we mentioned this stuff because marriage is the same and raising children is the same. When you get married, you give up your old life. When you have a child born, you have just given up your old life. And I hope you young young cats that are pregnant or get or, or whatever, or just have kids, you feel it too. You give your up the old life to become new and whole with someone else, right? Yeah. Or well, whole with your kids. So we have to throw out the me. I mean, when I became a single father, man, when you did too, right? Yeah. It, the second you have a child, you're like, you throw out the me and you go, holy crap, it's a we thing now. And it's going to be a we thing, not until you're 18, because your kids don't just stop being your kids when they're 18. Yeah. This is going to last forever and ever, right? And I, I just thought that that, it's, that that verse, truly people don't understand what the putting out your new nature is. Well, you know, and I, get, I will go biblical on you too and then go to Romans 12. Another too. biblicalism? Yeah, where it's like, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Yeah. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is perfect, pleasing, and good. So... Yeah, I mean, it ties together. I mean, like, and you, it totally does. It's, you know, you want to be changed, right? Well, you're going to be changed not only in who you are as a person in your nature, like your characteristic gets changed, but now my way of thinking gets changed. Mm-hmm. So I see things differently. I approach things differently. And I, and that, and that happened as a dad. Like, I mean, once my kid was there in the world, it was like everything, like, it's weird. And they say, like, oh, I don't know, but everything freaking changed. It did literally overnight, overnight in minutes. And and it's weird because <clears throat> a lot of people are trying to, um, trying to grasp onto their old life and they, they truly don't embrace the being a parent piece. Yeah. Like that, that's, it's so amazing, amazing that we do that. I mean, I, I, I know that, you know, I still do some dumb stuff, but I'm absolutely not the kid I was before I had kids. You know, and it's like, you look at marriage is meant to be, it's not 50, 50. That is a complete and total lie. It's 100, 100. Yeah. Each person has to invest themselves into the other person. I mean, just think of it as two pitchers of water. You know, they're your two vessels, right? There's a cup there and you're each, that's the marriage, right? You each pour equally into that cup. Well, sometimes you may have a little bit tougher day. You're still pouring some in the cup, but that means that the other person's just got to pour a little bit more, right? Yeah. And then sometimes it's going to be the other way, right? And you're continually like trying to match that. And then you, it's funny is that like what's in the cup 
is still going to be able to pour back into each individual person the portion that they poured into it. Mm-hmm. And and I know it kind of went weird and no, it's okay, there, but like I mean, I think it works. But like you look at it, if you go into marriage thinking like, man, this is really going to just meet all my needs, and this is what I need and what I want, you're in it for the wrong reason. Yeah, I agree. And that had, I mean, like that's like, I mean, change the way I've you know con- consider marriage again. Change the way I pray about it. Instead of like God, like, hey, give me somebody that's gonna help me, whatever. No, that means I'm asking for a maid. Right? I'm asking for somebody that's gonna be there every day to like help cook and like share some of the burdens. Yeah, is that part of a partnership? Yes. But is that the purpose of marriage? And that's not the purpose no. at all. It's like, hey, instead, help me be that person that this person needs so we together can be a an action or agent of change. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this real fast. This is all part of our divorce series, which sounds crazy that we're, we have a divorce series, but it, there, there's so many parts to it. I, I this is going to be a lot of unpacking, I think, Ryan, right. Cause there's, there's so much, we've barely touched part of our notes, guys. We're going to be honest. I mean, really, we really have. We're, not cool. um, we're only like 45 minutes in. So you know, I mean, we're about 50 something in right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So we're going to have to do quite a few episodes, but I think it's going to yeah. be good for us to do this because people need to hear this and, and need to kind of get through it and unpack it. And the reason why we want to do this, because on the other side of divorce is joy. Yeah. And that's truly what well, we're I think trying you to do. Find joy. Th- it's weird to say this. You can find joy through the divorce. It's And I will struggle. share, I will share ways I found it. Good. No, because that's awesome. there was ways that I found it. So hold on to that though. Yeah. Let's let's make sure you put that in our notes somewhere so I we will. get it because that yeah. I think I want to unpack that. But the next step here is I mean, brokenness. Wolf. What did you bring in? And and we all have some brokenness that we bring to the table of all relationships, and it's not a bad thing, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I I fear intimacy. Let's be honest, and not like dirty intimacy because I don't fear that at all. Bring it on, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Opening Dude, up. You're stuff. like twelve. I know I am. I can't help it. It's <laughs> I think that's what It's weird that I say that me being like I'm suddenly judging you like I'm from this position of maturity. Ryan's thirteen, is, by the way. Dude, yeah, seriously. I'm not Honestly, far away. Yeah. He's really not there. But yeah, I mean seriously though, that you know, it's it's tough to be open and honest with people. I and think it's yeah, the easy part too is like you can be like take the position of ignorance you're like ah, i'll just compare it to other relationships i've seen fail Mm -hmm. and you're like that person sucked that person sucked two sucky people came together boom voila well guess what they had a sucky marriage there's more to like look at your own position first by the way and so yeah for me like self-analysis what brokenness did i bring into the relationship i had been cheated on previously like the last person i had dated um i dated for like two years and i was cheated on and I didn't date for two and a half years until I met my ex and we dated for almost two years. There's some healing going on. At least yeah. you're, you're trying to. Yeah. 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 And so like, I mean, and I was doing the right things and I mean, there's more to it that I'll, I'll withhold, but like in, in the brokenness that I had personally, I mean, yeah, I still probably had some underlying trust issues. And I think that's where I was like, Hey, the love bombing, we've mm-hmm. talked about it before yeah. where I fell victim to it. And, and we, we all bring some brokenness. There is something. I wanted somebody to love me so yeah. freaking bad. And that's and, where you love bombed. Yeah. And that's where I got 
sucked in. And I mean, we should probably talk about that later on also, but again, love bombing and what that really is because yeah. people don't really know and ask us if you want on the, on the page yeah, before seriously. we get there. Um, but when we bring brokenness in a relationship, it's, it's not a bad thing because it's, it's something we help each other grow through as long as you're truly in a partnership, right? The problem though, is that sometimes we bring our brokenness and we value ourselves more than our partner. So we don't see their brokenness yep. or what they're trying to work on. There was red flags through. that I stepped over like crazy. And like, you know, I, I do, and I'll say this and I say it every time. I don't regret anything because I've got such a great gift out of it in mm-hmm. my son. You know, what's amazing. And I just thought of this is that there, there should be different terms for how you date. Like some people you want to call the matador <laughs> because they're, they're waving those red flags. Right. And then there are the people that are really attracted to the red flags that love the red flags. What are the it was a signal core that's on the in the military? Isn't there a signal core? It depends on which branch. Navy? I think so. They're on the carriers. Yeah, that's okay. That's Navy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the aircraft crews, they're like they're like letting you know like their flags are strategic. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm trying to show you the door here, or trying to show you like where my crap is in order to keep you safe so you don't Go off and, the end of the ship. Those are the good guys. But yeah. then but then you've got the bull and the matador, and the bull yeah. loves the red flags. Loves the red flags. Yeah. Right? There are man, I, I see bulls every day on my Facebook. I'm not gonna lie, dude. And they love they love those flags. Just going crazy. Yeah. But we, we I think we know exactly who we're talking about too, because I, of course we do. I fell into it. But I mean, you know. Well, you well, there's, there's more than that though. There's a, there's there's quite a few of there's them. There's like a short circuiting stoplight. <laughs> yeah, just like throws out randomness that like they don't even know what they're doing. Um, you know, are the ones that want to be in control. We like, we really have to be truthful with ourselves when we want to look at relationships and getting into one, and go, okay, I know I speak a lot of game, but am I doing what I'm speaking? And that's that's a big part of the I love you too. I love you's actions. And it really is. It's not just saying the words. So stop saying the words, people, and start doing and going after what you're talking about. And if you say, I love you and have to follow it with, but get the crap out. Be gone. But anyway, so back to, did you value yourself more than your partner? And that's a big thing. I think so. If if we value ourselves more than our partner, then we're not going to actively work with that person to build better. And you're you're never going to get back what you put in. You're going to build that resentment too. Yeah. You need to value them. I wanted to be loved. And like, so did I value myself? Yeah, I did because I think there was self-preservation, but I wanted to give somebody the benefit of the doubt too. I ignored some massive holes and red flags. Yeah. And, you know, holes in the story, like things that just don't add up. So Ryan, what, what expectations did you have? Dude, I thought marriage, like I looked at the ones around me and I'm like, man, it's going to be a partnership. Like I'm going to have a best friend. I'm going to have somebody that's going to have my best interest in mind. It's so, not going to hurt me. So you were gauging <clears throat> the people around you and saying, that's what I'm going to get. Yeah. That's tough. Especially at church. I mean, like. I know because you expect that. Yeah. I expect yeah. that to have like this godly marriage that like, you know, people want to say like a good Christian marriage. Like, dude, I'm telling you, no matter what Christians are messed up too. And, we all have issues. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. we're not perfect. And, I mean, sometimes it's even uglier when Christian marriages fall apart. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. I mean, like there was, what did I expect? I, yeah. The basics, like, what do you want? from a partner, like the affection. I wanted affection, never got it. Like never got it. I can't be more like subtle with how I say that. I know there's a, there's people out there right now struggling and I'm not going to be like a prayer break. Right. Cause it sounds like I'm leading yeah. to that. 
That, you know, like when Dude, you're I'm church, praying and for all like, of you. I'm praying for all of you because I've been there. Yeah. But so there, there are people struggling. Can you, can you imagine, and this is going to be tough for some people listening. Um, can you imagine going home to somebody that doesn't want to talk to you? Yeah. I've been there. And like, and no, I mean, and it's, well, you were there, right? Yeah. yeah and that, it's that was so it. freaking hard. And you just want a little bit. Acknowledgement. You want attention or whatever. Like Take just a moment to, to say hi, to say whatever. Recognition that like my problems suck too. Yeah. You know, like the, I think the biggest one was like coming home to somebody that was almost, they came off in the era of, oh great, now they're home. So I have to change who I really am, which is this disdainful, cold-hearted, you know what? Wow. And, you know, was there things that I probably made that hard? I don't know. You know, my response was like, I just shut off. Yeah. It was easier to like, it was like. Well, what more can you do? It was like watching your loved one on life support. You can't do anything to change it. So what do you try to do is you just like stare at it from across the room. I mean, that's tough. I mean, there, there was nights like, and I, I just say this, like try not to like rehash old things. So there's so much stuff that I've forgiven now. And like, I've really been cognizant of working at it actively, but well, I mean, the reason why I ask you these things because, and, and I'm not trying to bring it out. You know that I'm not trying to do anything No, you're fine. bad at all, but uh, we need people to know that it's not, it. they're not alone. Dude, if you're laying in bed and like, you haven't had sexual relations with your spouse in years, you're not alone. Man, even if I say year, years, not days, months, weeks, years, you're not alone. I don't want to make light of this. How long did you spend in the bathroom on a regular basis at that point? I think I despised myself so much that I didn't even do that either. Really? Wow. It started, it started to well, affect me personally. Because you're an empath, because you were yeah. taking it on yourself, like, oh, it must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Right? And that was exactly it. I started yeah. questioning actually my, my health. Like my physical, like, wow, my equipment. <laughs> wow, that, and it was you long say, time. I mean, you say that emotional. You, say that. you say emotional abuse doesn't have effect. Dude, this is me oh, being man. raw. Okay, this is me being raw. Right. Let's let's be honest. When men are stressed, when we're worried about work, when we're super distraught, whatever, like that. No, it's not going to work. Guys, don't feel bad if your wifey is on you all the time. And then she tries to have sex with you and you're like stressed out to the max. And it's, you're like, uh, that's or the one. Yeah. The one, then the one time you get together in over a year and a half and it's like, yep. I mean, you just, yeah. Women, I mean, we're being real. Like this is real talk. Right? And women, you, I mean, honestly, you don't, you don't understand how much, how that hits a man when he is stressed to that point that he just, nothing works. Follow it with getting made fun of. Yeah. At that point, and that's, that's normal. That's going to be some point in time in your history of life, no matter what, right? It's going to happen. Humiliation. Yeah. And the man, no matter what you say, he's going to feel bad about it every time. Because to us, that's, that's, toxically, that's who we are. Toxically emasculated. Yeah. And we don't mean to be. I mean, for you, yeah. it's easy, right? I can yeah. spit on it and get you going. I didn't mean it like that. I did mean it like that. All you got to do is lay there. Ladies, Gross. I hate saying it, but it's Gross. true. All you got to do Gross. is lay there. Uh. There's all sorts of creams and lotions and squirties and whatever you want to, to make it happen, right? But for a guy, we have to maintain a certain amount of stature. 
mental, it's mental, it's physical, it's everything. All right. I mean, yeah. And if the mental is not there, much like you wanting to have a good relationship with a guy and feel open and honest, if we can't trust you like that, it's not going to physically work. Well, and like, take it this way, like, cause I mean, I was really open in the, in the Valentine's Day episode about my lack of sexuality. Right. Yeah. Like the reason why I'm not active. Yep. And I was saving that for the safe space that was supposed to be marriage. Right. And then you find out your marriage wasn't a safe space. So now it's even so. So now though, it's, it's, draw, it's like you. literally setting the nuclear bomb off and walking away into the sunset and just saying like, deal with it. Well, and now that you're out of it, it's going to affect <laughs> you even more on top of that yeah. too. Because it's been years. Yep. <laughs> and then and you're going to get, but you're going to get back in a situation. So and I'm not going to question the validity, right? I'm going to go if you get in a relationship with somebody and you truly and you care about them, I don't know if you're going to wait till marriage, whatever, doesn't matter, right? And it, <clears throat> you can't say yes or no at this point, right? Because yeah. who knows, right? Because you could be like, this could be the perfect connection. Was and, it SHIT happens when you party naked? Yeah, yeah I mean, basically, like, right? Yeah, so, so, but I'm going to go, I mean, at, at that point, you're going to walk into the next relationship for you and you're going to carry that baggage in and you're going to go, man, I hope this is a safe, a safe place and I can be safe with this person. So, you know, it's like, I, I've, I, I think about that. I know. And it's like, I know. and it's tough because it's like some people, what baggage are you carrying into a relationship? Sometimes it's trust, right? Yeah. Or like, it's like, oh, I don't want to have somebody that's reckless with money. It's like, that's the worst of your problems. Are yeah. you freaking kidding me? Like I'm going into like a relationship thinking, am I going to be able to like have sex with my spouse at least once a year? Mm-hmm. Like and- F man. And that's <laughs> I say it laughing because like there's no other way to approach it anymore because it's I, not sad it's funny I just feel like we need a long pause in that one but really I mean that's that's a tough concern I mean and I'm I'm praying for you man that you get it at least three times a week more well of course but I'm saying at least three because I mean that sounds alright because then you get a break sometimes I don't know lunch lunch <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ryan Ryan's a three times a day guy. Somebody's nothing a, wrong with hey, that. Is it a is it practice? Yeah, he just he just making up for lost time. That's all. What's up? That's right. And that's totally okay. But like <laughs> work from it, home day. <laughs> it's it's tough because really we all bring baggage and and we all bring these things that we have to grow through and build through. So I mean it's it's crazy. I mean we all want love. We all want affection, right? Well, Kindness. You want to be openness with each other. You know, what? I think all of those that you're touching on, though, like, the, uh, wow, amazing that that coincides with love languages, right? Isn't it insane? Like, and <laughs> here's, a, here's a big one, and I don't think it's actually even part of the love languages, but humility. Yeah. Nobody thinks about how you have to be humble No, it is, because that's with gifts. That is with, humility is gift giving, right? Oh, is it? Okay, I guess I I could sense. see it, and not necessarily in the sense of, like, physically giving something, It's or even humility would be in acts of service. Yeah, I Absolutely. Those, those are true though. I mean, those are good things. So it's not a, a dedicated itself and only yeah. this little section. Right. And we have to be humble and, and have humility because sometimes we have to teach the person we're with different things. Right. I mean, really? So it, it, if we're on the sex topic, it's your, your girl's going to want to teach you how to please her. Cause everyone's different. Every, there is no certain specific for this is how you, Please away, Yeah, and I right? don't want to like go on like crib sheets being like, hey, yeah, the, you know, I was a pro early on mm-hmm. and I graduated early and like, no, I mean, like there was a time in my life where I was an idiot, right? And Ryan's got the For Dummies book. It's, it, they don't make <laughs> Now that, it's right? like I've, I'm kind of sitting back and I'm like waiting and I'm waiting patiently. Like it's tough. But you know what's amazing right? though is that, is it when 
you're both humble enough for her to teach and you to learn. Or maybe she sucks like she's been waiting too. Yeah. And then where it's like, or, hey, guess what? We're in this together. All right. Like, or we're going to try a lot and see let's what happens. Let's say <laughs> she knows nothing about cars and you know a lot about cars. And so you're out there yeah. teaching each other. There are things we learn that isn't just sexual, of course, but things yeah. that we learn from each other. We're not taking other. everything as an innuendo, yeah. by the way. Oh, well, let <laughs> me wear a 13 and 12. So it's all right. Yeah. I'm 12. 13. But, <laughs> but yeah. So the reality is that we have to be humble enough and show patience and understanding to each other so that they can you know, ask questions. They can accept, you know, whatever we need and we can teach each other. So it comes down to, you know, it's like, what is our role in a marriage or in a relationship? And it's like, how would you define your role? Because this ties into, this is where divorce unwinds. Because this, yeah. this is ultimately where it's, where your breakdown is going to, is like, where is my role? And what I, I think it, it lies within is, my existence or my place in this relationship, you know, one for me being a man of faith, it's going to be, I'm going to live my life in a way that it's going to lead those around me to know God better. You're going to be the example. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to carry, I'm going to try my hardest to carry the characteristics of what a godly man is and be the best example you can be. Yep. And, and so that's all therefore I am a safe space for my spouse or future spouse, girlfriend, whatever, whatever. Yep. To know God better first. I'm not going to live it for her. I'm going to live in a way that it causes the, like it kind of points at the guidepost. So you're going to be, I'm the delineators on the highway and you're going to be supportive. So it's not going to matter. You're going to have openness and you're going to accept what she has to say. Right. Especially those feeling words. Right. You know, it's like, so like first there's, you know, what, what, what is my role? It's going to be that second supportive in all things. Okay. That are good and healthy. I'm not going, if she wants to be like, Hey, I've got a gambling habit. I'm not going to be like, Oh, sweetie. All right, here you go. Here's 50 bucks. Have a good night. Are you going to ask her if she wins first? No. Cause I'm, I'm anti-gambling because <laughs> it's just, it a lot of averages. Right. And, and that's another conversation. Um, I mean, so, I mean, throw whatever in there, like unhealthy habits, right? I'm going to go out with the girls tonight. We're going to go to the bar and we're going to have rounds of drinks. You know, once in a while, like that's, I mean, trust, right? Like that's yeah. fine when it's a continual thing and it's habitual. And that is how she needs to unwind is I have to have alcohol. Mate. I'm going to ask questions. Do we have a problem here? Yeah. Why do you need alcohol? If you it's know? a regular basis thing. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So, it's like, did I want to make a margarita and bring it with me over here tonight? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought about it, actually. They're delicious, dude. Yeah. I love margaritas. But like, you know, it's like, so we have to look at those things. Like, I'm going to be supportive in all things that lead her in a way or that she's leading herself in a way to make healthy decisions, healthy choices. Well, you're going to help her grow. You're going to be the person that, that calls or holds her accountable also. Yeah. Because she's going to come into the relationship saying, look, I want this from you. And in order for you to fulfill that, you have to be able to, to hold her accountable. And she's going to do the same to you, right? She's going to go, these are things that I don't like, or these are the things that whatever. And you're going to have those conversations and be open to it, both of you. And accepting. Humility does not equal a doormat. No. So I'm not going to be a doormat and be like, walk all over me because I'm putting my, my, myself in a place of humble humility to you. 
what it means is that I'm going to put your best. And that's, this is the definition of love. I mean, is I'm going to put your best health, safety, whatever first ahead of me. I mean, what would our relationships look like with our kids? If we practiced that, I think we do good dads do that for a great part of it. And I know you do great it. Great parents for, do it often. Yeah. yeah. Do it often. Cause it's a lot of sacrifice, right? And it really is a lot of sacrifice and it's, but so we, no I, greater love is known than a man that's willing to lay his life down for his friends. I mean, insert wife in that one. Mm-hmm. And are we doing that? And wives, are you doing that for your husbands? Are you doing that for your kids? Are you doing that for your parents? Are you doing, I mean, just whatever. Like, I mean, sorry to the, the, like, take a tangent okay. there, but, and to get all like, but I mean, so that, yeah. that that's part of what the frustrations that we have in relationships is that, and unless we're looking at things with humble eyes, right? Um, those frustrations build and build and build and create resentment and contentment and everything in all I think we go places. Little, I'm just thinking right now. I think we go a little longer this episode because it's been 12 days. Well, it's up to you. I mean, we, I think we finished this point. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah Cause yeah, yeah. I, I think we're, we're right there, which is a good thing. So, yeah. and I mean, we're actually, we're under, we're under an hour. To, oh gosh. Maybe we're a little over. Okay. Hour 33. Hour, 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 hour 13. Oh, hour 13. Okay. Yeah. yeah so we're, we're still, we're good. We're usually we're in the an hour 20. So we're just fine. We're in the neighborhood. Yeah, don't worry about it. Sorry guys. We're doing our counts here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But we we don't want to bore you. We want to make sure that we're getting our points across in about an hour and twenty because you know it's hard to focus that long. Yeah. But I mean, it's true. So we get all these frustrations, right? And then we pull them into our relationship because we choose to not be humble enough to want to understand from somebody else's point of view, and then (sighs) they compound and compound. And since you're in a relationship, now there's that magnifying glass all at the same time, right? So I'm going to ask you a question. Yep. Is it humble or humility? to share with your spouse things that are bothering you like in a healthy manner, but like things that like are going on inside internally that like need addressed or need to be out in the open. Absolutely. Is that, I mean, humi- like, is that humility? It, well, I think it totally is. It's you, you can't be prideful in a relationship, I'm right? Fix it. I'm going to keep it in. Yeah, and, and, and pride is what's going to cause you to not open up and to not tell each other what really needs to be said. If you're hurting, you need to tell them you're hurting. But pride says, no, they're not going to be able to handle it. I'll pull it myself. Right? I like, And I'm, I love this this topic because we're looking at it from, an, at, obviously, I don't want to say expert eyes, but I think once you go through something like divorce, you become an expert once you're divorced. No, I mean, we're really think you we're become, good you at become, screwing you up become, relationships. You become a marriage expert. Yeah, I mean, totally. <laughs> like, the sorry. more I fail, the more I learn. <laughs> Things that hurt instruct, right? <laughs> um, that was Ben Franklin that said that. So, mm-hmm. like, it, you you want to approach things from a, from a mindset that's like, I know what marriage isn't because I went through that. Yep. And there we have been times where you went through what marriage was too. And the other party just didn't, wasn't on the same track. I feel like part of answering your question is that the thing inside that I, that, that I want to be open and honest about is, is that a two or is it a 10 on the scale? You know, cause we, we, I brought that up a while back. Did you steal that? Like, or did you, Oh no, it's totally, it's totally you oh, because oh, you know, yeah. we're, we're always talking yeah, yeah. about, Hey, is it, is it valuable enough to start an argument over a two or is it a 10? Like what's, yeah. what's the scale, right? And we have to kind of think about that on everything, right? 
is, is what I'm feeling a two or a 10? Is it, does it matter enough? Is it going to compound and become a 10? It's a good question, I guess, right? Now, pile enough of them on, I can. I mean, like, seriously, if you're folding the towels the wrong way, is that a two or a 10? If they do it for 25 years, is it still a two? Or did you compound it in your head because you never addressed it? That's dumb, of course. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like the, it's, oh, it he is, shaves in the sink and doesn't rinse all the hair out all the time. Yeah, gross. There's pubes in the freaking shower drain. Gross. On the bar of soap. Like, that's why you shower gel, by the way. You know, honestly... Um, when, I, when pubes, I was a teenager, <laughs> I, I lived with my dad for, for part of my high school years. Right. So my yeah. freshman year, I, I did that. Um, and I, and I loved, it. it was great. But my stepmom made me aware that I had left pubes in the bar of soap. Um, <laughs> because I'm a boy, I, I didn't look at the soap when I put it back. And I apologize if, if you're listening, Donna, but no, actually you did a great thing. I rinse it every time. Now I check it every time. I rinsed the, the entire shower out to make sure there's nothing left. I had a roommate in college that was like, why don't you use a washcloth? I'm like, for what? It's like, you rub the washcloth on the soap, and then you wash up with the washcloth. That's the name of the washcloth. And I'm like. But then the pubes get on the washcloth and yeah. then in my face. Yeah, it's like, that's an extra step. <laughs> like <laughs> Now you're holding on to it. It's like, yeah, here, it, I'm building a Chia pet here. That's too much effort. It's. <laughs> I got the Chia Lionel Richie happening in my shower drain right now. Got freaking Bob Ross in my hand. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, it is, it's, it's craziness. So when for, for saving and for things that happen, because the, this is the divorce, you know, series, these frustrations build and build and people that don't know how to place values on them, zero to 10, of course, 10 being the highest focus on the ones and twos more. And those are the straws that breaks the camel's back. I think it comes to relationships with your kids too. I mean, Oh, hundred percent. I mean, so, okay. So do my kids clean their bedrooms every day? No. Right. Do I tell them once? And then five days later, I'm like, dude, you better clean your bedroom. Right. And I'll be like a day later. That's not enough for me to cause any kind of animosity. Cause I'm like, whatever your kids. Right. You know, I had, I have a friend that, you know, at some point, hopefully he'll be on the, on the show, but, you know, was with, you know, had a fight with his dad. And as a grown man, like he's in his, in his thirties. Trent. Yeah. Okay. Have a fight. He actually talks about this on his podcast where he had a fight with his dad and, you know, words were exchanged and everything. And he was so blunt and honest with his feelings for his dad about a certain, how he feels judged and that what he has to say means nothing. And that, you know, he basically calls him a self-absorbed, you know, what or something of that nature. And his dad writes him off like, all right, instead of like fixing myself and addressing those things and like acknowledging that you have those feelings and like taking an analysis and like looking at it, at least giving it some face value, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and get it, get out of my life. Don't be that parent. Freaking like crap, man. Don't be that parent. Cause that's, that's ridiculously awful. I mean, address it. Some yeah. things we... Not everything feels good. Not everything at all. No. When your child is being open and honest to you and it hurts, absorb the suck. Right? Yeah, I mean, you have to. Absorb the suck and deal with it and go, man, I didn't realize that I caused this or I did this. Even if you don't think it's valuable, even if you don't think it's a, it's a viable thing, that's, there's value to your child. 
So you have to address that piece. Self-preservation does a lot of weird things to you. And when somebody tells you negatives about yourself, we cause, we tend, and it's, it's human nature to instantly put it in the negative column and write it off. Yeah. Emotionally mature people will may still get slightly offended over it, but their response is different to where they do an analysis. Is this true? Is there validity in what this individual is saying about me? Where would they see it? Yeah. Address it and be like, oh, that. Okay, I do do that a lot. I am so sorry. That is not my intention. I will work on that. If we had that conversation with our spouse or with our child. Accepting. Oh, my gosh. Like, How much more like harmony would there be in the household? You and I both work out, and so we accept the suck. Yeah. And a lot of people don't get that, and that is that through struggle, there's change. And that's what the gym life is. It's yeah. constant struggle to produce change. It's the people that are wishy-washy that don't get the change. You know what I mean? You know, it's the, like, have you seen the people that do like the 70 days or whatever, of like do hard things? Yeah. And I haven't done one myself, but I like look at it. And I, I like watching what some of the people are choosing, mm-hmm. like what they're doing. Marriage can be one of those. Marriage is a forever a hard of thing. hard things. Yeah. yeah. Do hard things, be married. Yeah. That's a hard thing, man. Because you really, easy. It, it's not easy to give up yourself for someone else. So like do hard things is like try 70 days of selflessness. Yeah. Oof. What would that look like? That's, that's like being a parent. Yeah. That's being a good, a good parent. Let's start there. Of a, now, of a toddler for a long. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface that though, because yeah. as a parent, you have to do good for you because your kids are going to see how you treat yourself. Yeah. And recognize that that's how they should be treating themselves also, right? So we can't be completely 100% selfless. We have to take care of ourselves also because you have to show your kids and be the example of what they need to do for them. Absolutely. And I think as a single parent, like there's no greater situation than that. Yeah. So you have to go, I'm selfless to you, but look at me take care of myself also. It's kind of a weird dichotomy because you really have to play that game. But recognize when there there are points where you have to teach and learn through that. Don't get caught in the mindset though of like, all I'm going to do is teach my child that taking care of myself is better. Yeah. Because I see parents out there and social media is obviously a great teller of all things, right? There's a lot of things like you value yourself more than your kids. And I'm calling people out right now because I see the posts, right? And you could say, I'm trying to hide, protect my child, whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, what I'm seeing is because I still see posts about kids. But what I'm seeing is I'm seeing gym pics. I'm seeing solo trips. I'm seeing all these great things that I do by myself in order to take care of me. And I'm going to be a strong person for my kid by taking care of me and me only. Oh, these are the self-love posts, aren't they? Yeah. Self-love. Look, at I'm at the spa. Self-love. Yeah. And self-love I'm not saying don't do things that are good for you. Mm-hmm. Moderation is the key in all things, right? I mean, so if I you want to take motive, it, and the motivation is the like the driver. I feel like though. I mean, if you want to take an hour to your day to go to the gym, do it. I do. Yep. I mean, we all do. So that that's your self love. That's your piece there. But involve your kids too. Teach them the right things. You know what I hate seeing? I hate seeing these people that are super gym people and they're fit and they're active and they feed their kids garbage. 
That's not self-love people. You're just, you just taught your child, Hey, go to the gym, eat all the crap you can. You're not going to get any results personally. It's not going to happen because I already know, but your child's going to learn a bad relationship with food and fitness and being healthy. That drives me effing bonkers. I know you're giving your kids all the stuff you want. Doesn't help them. Sorry. It's just a little here and there. Yep. Not going to hurt anything. Show them the moderation that they need. Show treat, them what, treat yourself. what good feels like <laughs> because nothing feels better than having real food in your mouth, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the ice cream sounds great, but show them, hey, ice cream's okay in moderation. Here's about, a little bit. How about a cup of yogurt? Whatever, yeah, I mean, right? I mean, no, no, I mean, but yeah, you can all- But it's totally true. Alternatives, right? And I know we're just trying to be, oh, I want to give my kids everything I didn't have. Giving your kids everything that you didn't have isn't helping them. So, you know, you can replace junk, all the junk, whatever, with activities. Like, we're going to go on trips and go do- And I'm not saying don't do amazing things with your kids, but don't be that- Don't let that be the only outlet that they see you trying. Exactly. Be Does that make sense? Be present. Really, it all boils back down to being present yeah. in a marriage and in with your kids. Be present. Be intentional. I mean, I'm going to throw out a lot of adjectives, but like, I mean, yeah, you do have to be present. You've got to be intentional. You have to ha- like check your motives. Like you've got to really be in the right mindset of like, why am I in this? What am I in this for? And if it involves like, I'm in this for me, you know, we're going to, we're going to run into you know, some problems. Yeah, exactly. Man, I think, um, I think we did good. Yeah. I like did we do, this, did I like we do good? I'm you guys tell us that we did good. <laughs> I mean, it. honestly, it's, um, I know that we've been you putting found off. out a ballpark figure of my lack of yeah intimacy, but we, I mean, we, <laughs> we kind of, we pushed off this stuff. Yeah. We, we didn't want to talk about the divorce because it's, it's a heavy topic. Dude, and it's, you know, uncomfortable it is to talk about like things that there's, you know, about divorce. But then there's the underlying problems that are there. Oh, and I'm yeah. not trying to be a martyr or anything by any means. No, but it's true. I but, mean, we it, this is a tough conversation to have. And so I, I'm really glad that we picked this up and that it actually developed into a really good conversation. Yeah. You know, I mean, this feels better than what we thought it would be in the first place, right? I was kind of skeptical because <laughs> I thought it was going to get kind of messy and, and convoluted. But I really think that we took a tasteful approach to the divorce, yeah. weirdly. like. Tasteful. We're not advocating. De- we're not advocating divorcing. I mean, like I think we're actually telling you how to fight for your freaking marriage, yeah, or your relationship. But we have to talk about that stuff, yeah, because we will. I mean, next our next episode, we've got to talk about brokenness and separation. Yeah, the, because we can help you develop these keys to work, but some of you guys are already going through this nuclear fallout, man. It's yeah, and, and you go through it, and you get the back end after so the act. We want to be part of it with you. We're here yeah. for you. Because we've gone through that before, and the purpose is what leads up to divorce. How how can we fail? But how are we doing good? Also, how how can you, if you're in a relationship, keep developing it more and more and more, right? And that's what we care about. I want to preface this too in closing. From here on out, nobody goes through this without talking to somebody. Do not let yourself get alone. Do not get yourself get isolated to where you feel like you have no one to reach out to. And I know yourself and myself, like, you know, we have our lives too, but we're going to make time. If you're in that position, we'll make freaking time. Do not get alone. Get a counselor. If you have the means of doing so, get over your freaking pride. 
get over the stigma that like you're broken and whatever. It's part of fitness too. get mentally fit, get emotionally fit, get a counselor, get something, get an accountability group around you, get some guys or some women that speak life and speak positivity into you and are willing to let you be a wreck. Connect with your friends and do that. I mean, be there, reach out to us because we're here for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got to preface that because I, I mean, we're not going to, we don't want to lose anymore. Yep. And so we actually, we care. We, we don't do this for us. Although part of it's for us, but we're, we're here giving our time to make sure you guys doing this. I mean, we, I, we put in time to make sure this is, this is developed and a great podcast and something people can listen to and with good quality also. Hopefully you've noticed the quality has improved quite a bit. (laughs) I would say listening to it. Um, it's It's pretty awesome. Easier to listen to. Yeah. It's totally awesome. I I actually enjoy listening to us also, which is kind of weird, but it makes us feel that we're, I mean, we're here for you. It's not ego, egotistical at all. I think I listen back and I get more things of what you said. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're onto something. Like, we, it, it's fun how we just pull these things out, but we yeah. we love doing this, and we're here for you guys. So if you need us, hit us up on Dadvocacy Podcast. Yeah, uh, Anchor dot, FM, Anchor dot FM slash Dadvocacy Podcast, or on Facebook yeah. or Instagram at Dadvocacy dot Podcast. And I think that's uh, that's it for this yeah, one. That's up for this episode. Happy Easter to all of you. Blessings, um, absolutely. And remember, oh. suckle. <laughs>